blossoming, blossoming moment. A warm welcome to you all from Today I'm Alive. I'm your host, Margaret Aberdeen. This morning, as I was coming to the end of my cool and refreshing mindful walk, before I began meditating, I heard voices nearby. The voices I usually hear are Mother Nature's sweet melodies. Birds chirping, ducks quacking, water flowing, and leaves twittering. Usually at this time of the morning, it's calm and quiet, and you rarely see people or hear voices. As I got closer and closer to the place I usually meditate, I noticed a group of people talking and doing some stretching exercises. I continued my usual ritual and sat down by the river and began meditating. Paying full attention to my breathing in the present moment, all I can do was accept and not allow the external voices to distract or get me upset. We get upset because we can't control things outside of ourselves. Trying to control things we can't is an endless energy drainer. No matter how much effort we exert, we can control others or the world. You and you alone have the power over your mind, not external events or occurrences outside your control. Lots of things distract us from the outside. Attractions and influences, especially today's social media, the internet and mobile phone texting. They promote distraction and constantly beg for our focus, attention. And that's not all. Sticking our nose in other people's business. What other people are doing, what we think they should be doing, or how other people identify us. Also, putting others first and neglecting ourselves. Most people think focusing on themselves is vain, arrogant, and selfish, and a load of, I would like to say, BS, but I will settle for nonsense. Little do they know, when you focus too much externally and on others, you tend to lose your value and self-worth which create a lot of life turbulence. I know I did. You spend so much time focusing on your relationship with others that you often neglect the most important person of all, you. Yes, you. You are the most important person in your life. That's why I'm so excited about this topic. Focus on yourself and less on others. That's not to say that giving your time and attention to others is bad, that you shouldn't care about their lives or those around you. No, not in the least. However, as with all things, there needs to be balanced. Just as you're instructed to put your oxygen mask before putting it on your child when flying, it is also important you don't neglect yourself completely, such as for your well-being and happiness, to continue to think of and look out for others. For those of you who listened to the fifth episode, Why Selfishness Isn't Selfish, 
you would understand what I'm saying. For those who haven't, the recording is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Let's begin by asking yourself what you need in a given situation. Do you ever wonder if you're doing enough for yourself to improve your life? If you can change anything about yourself, what would it be? Or is it because you may fail to recognize where you fall short because you don't usually focus on yourself? Or perhaps you don't have enough going on in your life to justify focusing on yourself? Take a few moments to reflect on those questions. I have discovered the key to focus on yourself and less on others is self-awareness. And the best way to do that is solitude. As usual, the ritual is meditation, mindful walking and journaling. And how the icon Nelson Mandela became after being in prison. Keep in mind that solitude and loneliness are two different things. No man is an island. We're all social creatures. We need each other to share and fulfill our dreams and for society to prosper. I have a confession to make. When I was a little girl growing up in an abusive household, my childhood emotion needs went unmet. I didn't feel loved or nurtured. I cried a lot and pleaded with my parents for us to live peace and happiness. So I grew up thinking that focusing and helping others is the root of peace, love, and happiness. Obviously, I was hell-bent on changing others and igniting peace, love, and happiness globally, and I still am. I was the middle child of six. Studies believe the middle child sandwiched between the older and younger siblings is the family carer protector, and peacemaker. Yep, they are so right. <laughs> I used to defend and rescue my mother when she was physically abused by my father countless times. Many times I received some of her blows. Do you know I even taught all the neighborhood kids how to ride a bicycle before I learned to ride one myself? Never asking for help, suppressing and shelving my own needs for the sake of others. I used to think more about what other people wanted or needed or what was best for them. I was more concerned with what worked best for others and would mold myself around them. I used to be a light giver, a vacuum absorber, rescuer, fixer, helper, carer, and pleaser. So I went out into the world and attracted toxic people similar to my childhood environment that needed to be fixed instead of rescuing and fixing myself. Could you imagine I even felt obligated to spend time with people, even friends who I thought were my friends were dragging me down? Just because they were in my life. If I didn't particularly like spending time with them or, or they, they drained me. Phew, just recalling these memories is draining my energy. But now, 
with fire in my gut. I have broken the bold change and shackles by selfishly, selfishly flipping the mirror on myself for my health and well-being, identifying and prioritizing my needs and doing what truly feels right for me. This started manifesting over five years ago after writing and publishing my book, Priceless Roles of a Mother, which was the beginning of a cathartic healing journey from all my unconscious to present butler toxin emotion. And also a training course I did called Unleashed Your Super Genius, which empowers you with self-awareness in alignment with finding your sole purpose through creativity and imagination. During one of these exercises, I was bolted over to discover my thinking patterns of focusing on constantly helping others are related to codependency. Codependency is a learned behavior that growing up in a traumatic environment such as abuse or feeling abandoned. So in your relationship, you could reproduce the behavior patterns witnessed and lived in childhood and unconsciously connect with people similar to your childhood. Codependency sometimes can be mistaken for love. We will go deeper into that in another episode. Recognizing the difference between codependent behavior and love is the first step to positive change. Yes, becoming aware of this is the first step to healing. Instead of judging yourself, know you can release these patterns and create a brighter future for yourself. Oh, speaking from his personal experiences, I have learned focusing on yourself, you begin to learn more about who you are, which will help you develop a better relationship with yourself and with those around you. I have come to understand it is the greatest accomplishment to know what you want and don't want and do what you wish to do in your life and the sort of people you want in your life. A few months ago, I set myself free from a toxin friend. As I reflected back on our friendship, at the beginning, I spotted some red flags waving around. She used to talk down at me and in a very authoritative, aggressive manner. And several times, she humiliated me in public. There's a saying, People come into your life for a season and a reason. In the autumn season, shredding toxic friendships and people in your life are like leaves falling from the trees to the ground. Here's another personal story. A few years ago, I was part of the Caribbean Global Association and hosted a workshop in Negril, Jamaica called Me, Myself and I. Similar to being a solo walker, I'm a solo traveler and have traveled to many countries on my own. But because I was part of this group, at first I thought, oh my God, I am going to have to spend a lot of time with them. Sightseeing, shopping, going out to dinner, etc. But then I shifted the focus to myself. I remember that I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. As a matter of fact, the title of my workshop, Me, Myself and I, summed it best. Having breakfast, seeing them in, at the event and having group discussion, that were enough for me. Focusing on myself to figure out what I wanted helped me in that situation. More accurately, figuring out 
what I didn't want helped me. Another very important aspect of keeping the focus on yourself is that, as I have said before, most of us tend to live in the past and worry about the future. Believe it or not, I was even focusing on my painful memories and what occurred in the past. I was unconsciously blaming the world and others for my traumas. I was doomed to suffer. I was not focusing on myself and taking responsibility for my life in the present. But now I've come to understand that our lives change when we focus on ourselves and less on others in the here and now. That's because we can control what we think, believe and do right now, not in the past or the future. Typically, another great impact of keeping the focus on yourself is finding and understanding your authentic self is the key to freedom. The more one understands the self, the easier it is to be liberated from the shackled change and bows of wasteful thought that no longer serves you. Freedom is to be uninfluenced and unaffected, to be at peace with the self. Real freedom is to experience the true essence of one being, your true self, the core of who you are. This will be featured in next week's episode, Finding My True Self After Trauma. The truth is, I have come to learn that focusing on yourself is the beginning of a lifelong adventurous journey. It involves self-discovery and taking steps to change your life for the better. Don't believe me? Here's some reason why. Focusing on yourself means spending time and energy on thoughts and actions that help you achieve happiness and meet your own needs. It's a cornerstone to self-care, which is crucial for physical health and emotional well-being. Taking time to get to know who you are inside out and learn to accept all parts of your, yourself, scars and flaws, not just when you lose weight or have a new hairdo. It doesn't matter what anyone says about you as long as you know yourself. Self-belief is what makes you feel whole and bold and gets you to the end of the road. Focus on yourself is not selfishness. Vanity, arrogance, or insecurity. It's sanity, self worth, self love. It propels us to take off the fake mask, to see through the delusions that cage us in on happiness and self destructiveness. Focusing on yourself and not what others person wants you to be. Wow, it's amazing. How you stand taller, walk more comfortably, and have an overall healthy well-being with self-esteem, self-respect, and staying true to the real you. Being honest about your current choices and reflecting on your self-worth, it is the greatest, greatest evolution of self-growth. It requires courage and strength to focus on yourself to create the life you want. Don't wait for it to come to you. The more you focus and believe in yourself, the more confident and respectful you feel about yourself and the more that is going to radiate off you onto others. Your friends and family will see this and in turn will respond positively. It may seem like a long shot to you, but I promise it works. 
focusing on myself has dramatically changed my life and the way I see the world. Personally, I want to help people heal and create lasting behavioral change in their lives like I have. I can only do that if I focus on myself and take care of myself first. It is true what they say. You have to love yourself first before you can love others. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can help others, as I've said earlier and in previous episodes. Focusing on yourself and less on others will help you discover things you have never knew. Maybe you actually enjoy reading, but you have never, never just read for fun. So you didn't know. Of gardening, painting, boxing, singing. For me, it was mindfulness, walking, and poetry writing. I take time every day I can to just write. This helps me, expels my feeling, and move on with my life. I find myself to be happier and at peace with myself every day. And you can, you can too. So stop fretting and minding other people's business when they do not come up to your expectation. Instead of trying to change the world, focus on changing yourself. You can only change yourself, not others. As Mahatma Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. Focus on yourself and less on others because you are worth it. Try this for yourself. It's time, right this moment, to focus and observe yourself. How much you act out of fear and how much you act out of love. Do you constantly find yourself looking at others, trying to outdo the other person? If so, let go. Let go of the tension. Focus on what you need right now. Ask yourself these questions. What do I want or need right now? Am I taking good care of myself? How could I take better care of myself? Mind you, these questions are not meant to give you reasons to stress or beat yourself up. The answer to these questions are to help you take action and keep the focus on yourself and less on others. If you can think of other ways to keep the focus on yourself, drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to hear from you. My name is Margaret Aberdeen. Tune in next week for Finding My True Self After Trauma. Share with your friends and family and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. To hire me for talks and events, please email me at info at margaretaberdeen.com Today I'm alive Today I'm alive And I'm feeling good Good